Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It is episode number 99, and we are going behind the story. I'm your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator and co-host. And you know that we like to talk to creative professionals across industries to unpack the story that is their journey into that industry. And today we are going to hear the story behind cosplayer and Twitch partner, Jahara Jade. Jahara, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, happy to have you. And yeah, looking forward to hearing um, all about your work um, and uh, about the, the weather where you are, because we are slightly, just slightly jealous. Tiny, teeny, weeny bit. Just a bit, just a bit. Um, not too much. So you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and also send us feedback um, and questions to feedback at myamada.com. You can throw them at us in our Discord or on social media. We are at MyMatter on Twitter, at MyMatter TV on Instagram and TikTok, or at Tazzy on all the above. Uh, before we get to peppering Jahara with questions, we're going to find out what's been happening in the MyMatter universe. For people who have been listening or following us on Twitch, you will know that we have started a new series called Casual Conversations with Comic Creators. You only get one guest to figure out what we do uh, on that. So I will be talking to a new comic creator every month about their work. So the idea is we want to showcase, highlight the people behind the art that we enjoy. So something started uh, this year, well, technically last year, but uh, properly this year. And by the time you're listening to this, you'll be able to catch the latest episode, which will be, or which has been, because that's how time works uh my conversation with british manga creator shango edinjobi which is on our twitch uh, vod and it will be there for a couple weeks depending on when you listen to this and then we'll have uh, highlights of that on our youtube channel we also have some activities for studio 77 on march the 30th wednesday the 30th of march we will be playing knockout city with our studio 77 members so you can catch that vod as well um which will be again two weeks it lives on twitch and then uh, we'll be putting highlights up so uh, you might have seen us play well not us but people play knockout city for previous gamepad online events and uh, now we're getting into it because i uh, quite like the look of the game so i want to get uh, more practice in it looks kind of fun speaking of gamepad online our next headline event is saturday the 9th of april it is live on Twitch and will be hosted by Tazzy. So we'll be bringing you a combination of game streaming in our Friendly Fire competition, industry interviews, and a giveaway. Uh, so you can sign up to put your team forward for the event for our Friendly Fire competition. You don't have to be good at games. I can't stress that enough. Uh, it does help. It always helps. But that's not the idea. The idea is taking part. Uh, with the other teams, uh, meeting the other competitors, and uh, and also winning. There is there is that too. But uh, anyone can join, if not this event, future events as well. So I will be doing another round of industry interviews to help bring you closer to the people who bring us the games that we enjoy. Tickets are free as always, and we'll be doing a campaign t-shirt giveaway in the Discord on the day. So get your ticket, join us live, uh, and yeah, check it all out. And then I mentioned our campaign. 
uh, we have launched our Do I Look Like a Gamer video game campaign promoting diversity and inclusion in the video games industry. You can follow us on social media to see the photo campaign. Check out the website as well and meet the 40 people uh, showcasing diversity in video games. Uh, you can also catch the highlights of the launch live stream that we did. Uh, so we talked to a bunch of people that were involved in the photo campaign, uh, some others um, as well. And um, we've got a bunch of events uh, coming. So we have, or again, have had our video game careers at Roundtable, which was at Payload Studios. We had a conversation around video game careers supported by Hitmarker and splash damage as well. So you can check out the highlights from that, but we have other events coming in the future. I'm jumping back between like uh, present, past, uh, future here, but uh, we're gonna be running a family games design jam. So the idea is people can come, younger aspiring people with family members uh, and learn how to make tabletop games and learn about the video game design principles uh, in that process. And then that'll be in April and then in May, we're looking at doing an ice cream networking event where you'll be able to come play video games, meet other people in the industry, meet people in a similar position to yourselves looking to get into the industry uh, and have some fun playing games. So we'll have details of all of those on the campaign website. Again, follow us on social media uh, and the website is looklikeagamer.com and all of those events and in between, there'll be more opportunities to win the campaign t-shirt. So definitely make sure uh, you get that, if not for the knowledge, for the potential of winning a t-shirt. So uh, a lot more to come from that. So that's where we are for Maya Matter. Now let's go behind the story with today's guest. Jahara is a mother, vegan and a lover of Japanese culture. Her content centers around cosplay as well as streaming games from the final fantasy series and other RPGs like The Legend of Zelda. As she continues to grow, Jahara looks to represent and inspire young BIPOC girls to enter the gaming and cosplay industry where faces like theirs are disproportionately lacking. I'm just going to fire you with a load of questions. Some of them might be easy to ask and some of them might challenge you. Who knows? (laughs) But we'll start from like the tip top from the beginning um, and a bit about where your journey began and starting with where you grew up. Where did you grow up and were there any cosplay influences around you? I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona and absolutely none. I mean, I'm sure there were, um, but when I was a kid, not anything that I had access to as far as like my own neighborhood or the TV. I'd never heard of cosplay or anything. So... No, just Phoenix, Arizona. Super big city, but also in, in a different way than like what people think of when they think of like California and New York. Just like super spread out, very like suburbia. Mm. Very red too. Yes. <laughs> and warm, so I've heard. <laughs> yes. Red and multiple ways to one. <laughs> yes. Um, so mm-hmm. how did you first get into cosplay then? And what was your first ever cosplay? See, a lot of people assume that I've been into cosplay for a really long time, but it's not really true. I didn't do like an official cosplay until August of, no, September of 2020. <gasps> so I've only been like wow. cosplaying in the way that people know me for since for about a little over a year now. But if I like think about it, when I, back when I was in college, I used to, I loved anime and manga and everything growing up. 
but I didn't have a lot of friends that liked that. I actually got quite poked fun at at school for it. So I hit it. And then I got to college where like people don't care and started meeting friends that also liked it. And my friend was like, there's a Comic-Con like coming up. Do you want to go? And I remember being like, what's a Comic-Con? Because I was in college and I still had never heard of a Comic-Con before. And I, I went with them and they went in cosplay and I didn't really know what to do. So I dressed up as like a character from this anime called Toradora. And it's just like a school, it's just a school uniform. It's just like a pleated skirt and like a red blazer. So like I wore that and like, that was it. Like I didn't do, I didn't have a ha- do my hair or a wig or contacts. I just was like, I have a red blazer and I have a pleated skirt and that's kind of what their uniform looks like. So I wore that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had a freaking blast. Like I didn't know a lot about like the in-depth part of the culture as far as like authors and producers and things like that. I just like had a few shows that I liked. So my friends went to all these meet and greets. And I just walked around by myself and I brought like a hundred dollars. And I remember walking up to like a prop section and being like, um, what's the biggest thing you have here? And they handed me a gun blade from Final Fantasy, like a big wooden gun blade replica. And I was like, I'll take this because I just wanted to buy something big. So I just walked around carrying this huge, it was as tall as I am, this huge gun blade while wearing like a school, a Japanese school uniform. And I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like my first time being around people that also liked stuff like that. But I really didn't get back into it until I started Twitch in August of 2020. And it kind of came up as a bet where they were like, if you can get this many followers in this time, like, what will you do for us? Essentially, my community was like, and I was like, okay, 300 followers in 30 days. And I'll like cosplay Zelda because we were playing Breath of the Wild. And they were like, deal. And we hit it. So, so I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) and I was like wow this is super fun so then I just like kept buying more and just got better over time I even look back at like my original Zelda cosplay and I was like so 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 proud of it and I loved it so much but like now I'm just like girl it was okay (laughs) there's been a lot of improvements so quickly it's been so much fun though honestly it was the first time I did something that I was like this is it this is something that I like to do love it it's amazing I can't I'm just still in shock yeah, yeah, you, the listeners might have heard the collective shock when you said 2020. <laughs> <laughs> because your cosplay is like, I've been, I've just, it just, from what I've seen, it just looks like you've been here, like you created cosplay. <laughs> that is how good it is. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I think I did, I did it for a Halloween, I submitted it to my friends. Halloween costume on Twitch and I tied with somebody who did the Joker and then after that I think I did like Mount Lady and then like a closet Laura Croft cosplay um that has since not seen the internet (laughs) um (laughs) and then after that I just kept going but I didn't start like on Instagram Mm -hmm. until like June of last year like right after, right after my birthday, right after my 30th birthday is when I went on Instagram and started posting them. Is your birthday in June then? It is. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. date, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> June 6th. Cool. Yeah. I'm also a June baby. That's why I was asking. <laughs> Gemini? Fellow Gemini? Fellow Gemini, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to take over. Um, oh, Nigel, you're outnumbered. I see myself out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doubly because Gemini's the twin sign, so it's true. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so you're sort of 
fairly new to cosplay, but epic at it. What about uh, video games? And um, what was your relationship with video games growing up? So I had a pretty loose relationship with video games, like kind of like everybody else. Like I all I played like Pokemon on like my Game Boy and then my Game Boy Color and then my DS, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't have any consoles. My parents didn't know anything about video games, but I could ask for DSs and stuff and they're like, fine. But when my brother was born, I remember we had a Wii and we had like an Xbox 360. But so like I played like on the Wii with him. But I never played on the Xbox with him ever. And my brother is seven years younger than me. So like we didn't really play together. And then I got to college and like high school and stuff. And I remember like going to friends' houses and playing like Guitar Hero and like Mario Party and like Smash Brothers, right? Um, but that was pretty much it. I, I didn't play any like actual console games to the point that I met my fiance in can't think of time, whatever seven years ago <laughs> is from now, like 2015. And like we moved in together and he came with a PS3 and like an Xbox and some other stuff. Right. And I remember like, this is how like divorced from like the idea of video games. It was like, he would like play games. And like when I was cleaning up the house, he'd be like, Hey, would you mind like when you're done playing your games, if you can put the remotes away, <laughs> he'd be like, put the what away. And I'm like the remotes, your, your video game remotes. He's like the controller. And I'm like, the remote controller. Yes. The remote. He's like, okay. <laughs> So like, I really didn't play anything. But then we played, he wanted me to play a game with him. And I was like, sure, I don't really know how to play games with like an actual remote controller because I only had played on like a DS, right? So that was the extent of my knowledge. And we ended up playing Diablo 3, okay, I think well, it was. It's a bit of deep end. Yeah, that's a yeah, deep end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun game to play with with a significant other, though. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, like, I think I was like a necromancer, I think is what I yes. played. And he was like, so I could like stand behind and just like shoot spells and like raise the dead. And like, it was pretty good for me because I could just like button smash. And then he'd be like, pick that up. And he'd like walk me through the menu to like reapply like new armor. And like I had a really great time. Actually, when we and when we finished it, I realized that that was the first video game I'd ever finished. I'd never finished a, a Pokemon game when I was a kid. And I remember it because when it, the credits rolled, he was like, we beat it. We beat the game. And I was like, what do you mean we beat the game? Because I never finished Pokemon and like games like Guitar Hero and Mario Party. And like those don't have endings necessarily. You just play them as party games, right? Mm. He's like, it's over. And I was like, but what if I want to play more? He's like, well, we can play it again. And I was like, but would the story just start over? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I want more story. <laughs> what do you mean it's over? <laughs> and I was like, actually super upset because I was like, I was having a good time. And I was under the impression that you could just play video games forever. <laughs> um, so he was like, well, we can play something else. And I was like, it's fine. Forget it. And so I didn't really pick up another game. Side note, uh, when we finished Diablo 3, my fiance proposed to me. So Yay. special connection with that game. But then I, I got pregnant and I got super sick and I couldn't do many things. Um, I was just always super nauseous and they gave me medicine that like put me in like a stupor. Like I was falling asleep, but like couldn't fall asleep all the way. And because I didn't want to be by myself, like in bed after work every day, I would just like sit on the couch with my fiance while he played video games because like I was too like I wasn't lucid enough to watch a movie or on my own shows but I didn't want to be alone and he would play Destiny 2 so like for like nine months every single night I would just watch Destiny 2 until I fell asleep and so like I have like a lot of knowledge of that game and I only recently started playing it once the Witch Queen dropped which is like years and years and years after it first came <laughs> out 
But like, I know so much about that. And I had a special connection with that game. But then when I really started playing was in, in 2017, Breath of the Wild came out. And I, since I'd only ever played things like Pokemon um, and a little bit of Diablo 3, right? I wasn't used to like really like like 3D action RPGs, if that makes sense. Like Diablo 3 is arguably like a top down, right? And why was I saw him play it and I was like, what is, are you like, a character in a watercolor painting like what is this It's so beautiful and he was like oh yeah it's like the legend of zelda and at this point i still didn't know that link was in zelda so that's where we were at in my in my video <laughs> game understanding and i was just like and i was like oh so like you you play like zelda and he like runs around he's like his name is link and i was like i disagree because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like i i know what the legend of zelda is and i know that the main character is this guy he's on all of the covers you're telling me that this is in Zelda. And he's like, it's not. And I'm like, well, then where is she? <laughs> Good question. He's like, she's, she's, she's not here. We have to go save her. And I was like, I still think that's weird, but okay. And <laughs> I wanted to play it, but I was really scared to play um, action RPGs because I was at a point where like, uh, again, don't laugh at me. I was just like, I am so scared of my character dying. I feel like such a deep connection to my video game characters that I don't want them to die. Like I would never like take risks where I thought my character might actually die. So, um, <laughs> before you, cause, uh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I have since either improved or yeah, I don't know if it's probably, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only option, right? Get really good. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm now jaded, but now I've killed Link a number of times. And I was like, walk it off, buddy. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, I started anyway, playing so. it. <laughs> exactly. He does. He does grunt in pain, though. Mm, I have found And I'm like, you're fine. It's fine. I'm sorry for dropping you off that cliff. Um, and I started playing it and I liked it because like you didn't have to fight. Like if you got if I got scared, I could just like run somewhere else because I eat open worlds. Right. Mm. But then I eventually like was able to build up. And that was when um, when I was still getting used to that the pandemic hit and I uh, didn't have anything else to do because my fiance's work was more busy with the pandemic and I was less busy and had no friends that could come to my house because lockdown. So I started the Twitch mm-hmm. completely out of the blue, which is a whole other story. <laughs> wow. What a lovely journey into video games. Yeah. <laughs> like, long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Literally, I felt like that itself like the story of you getting into video games is just it's amazing i love i love your experience it's great (laughs) (laughs) and i love that you played um diablo 3 together that's that's so sweet (laughs) you're like it was came with a ps3 He did. I was like, I'd never had a console. And I remember moving and him being, I'm being like, what is this? I'd never even seen one because I just, my parents never played it and I never had any friends that really played video games. I knew what an Xbox was, like I said, a 360, but I, he had to make points for buying new ones when they started to come out. It's just like, so like, what do you need a PS4 for that you can't do on a PS3? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because Let now... Let me direct you to Sony's marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard when I think about it because now we have three Nintendo Switches, an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series S, a PS5, a PS4 Pro, a PS4. God, we have so many systems. <laughs> <laughs> and like the other day he was like, oh, I just found like a, they have like an all white Nintendo Switch OLED. Do you want it? And I was like, kind of. But then I was like, but what for? Because we have three. So like, what for? But I was like, but... All white sounds very aesthetic. 
So <laughs> I've, I've really done a 180 on the video game thing. <laughs> <laughs> they just pulled you in and you're they there really for your life now. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Honestly, I could talk about it all day. Like I am like, I think almost being like a weird, like a video game convert, like someone that didn't grow up with them and learned, I'm just like, I would explain to people, I'm just like, video games, video games, like you don't <laughs> understand, they're like, they're life changing, they're like, it's just like, my, do you like books? You like books, right? But you like video games. <laughs> it's, it's just like being in a book, but it's you, it's you, <laughs> like, you can see the whole book, it's amazing, <laughs> like, I don't know why you, you wouldn't do before. it. <laughs> I think I I probably go and do it on Twitch every once in a while. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, I'm, let me just tell you, as somebody that didn't like video games before, like what they can do for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I didn't like them before. I just didn't really have a grasp of the range. And that's gotten even more so over the years, as y'all know. Yeah. The, ver- the variety of video games is staggering at this point. Mm. So... What was school like for you? Like, what was you, did you have an idea of what you wanted to be before cosplay and video games got involved? <laughs> um, That's a good question. I definitely didn't have any idea about cosplay and video games until like super, what some people consider like late in life, like after people think like the planning portion of your life is over, I suppose. And you're like doing the actual things. When I was in school, I was like that like super perfect student that like got A's on everything without trying like that really annoying kid. And but the thing was, I was just I come from a family of like academics, like my mom's a professor and my grandmother was a principal. And so I was just used to the idea of like school is just, you know, you you do your work and you excel at school. And like I knew I was going to go to college, but I had no idea like what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't like trying to be good at school because I had something I wanted to do. It was just because I thought like that that's what you're supposed to do like as a good student and as a good person because that's the impression I got from my family. And I got to college and I actually didn't have a major. I I enrolled as an undecided major because I just literally had no freaking clue what I wanted to do (laughs) at all. And I was just like, I don't know, I'm good at school. Is that a, is that a career? And they're like, no, I'm like, frick, okay. Uh, well then we'll, I'll just keep doing school and we'll figure out on the other end, what we're going to do with it. But I really liked anime at the time and I'm from Arizona and it's so hot here during the summer that we can't really like go outside and like hang out or play until like the evening where it's like still hot, but like more manageable. So I like stumbled into anime in like middle schoolish and got in the habit of like over the summers, like watching anime all day, every day, like 12 hours, 10, 12 hours. So when I got to college, they were like, you need to have like a second language like class to take. And I'd already finished all my Spanish from high school. So they were like, you still have to take something. And I saw that they had Japanese available. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I love anime, blah, blah, blah. And I started taking it. And I actually realized that I'd like absorbed over the years quite a lot of Japanese because I was always watching them subbed like a lot. Like I was like, this is actually not hard. I wasn't struggling in the class at all. I was actually like, this sounds familiar. Oh, and I just started taking... I swear it was because of the anime though. I've been watching it like for 10 hours a day, like for like six years. So it's like, <laughs> oh, that was being absorbed somewhere. Got it. I'd love to have that superpower because that just did not work for me. <laughs> and I started taking classes for it and I still never really declared anything. And around junior year, I was like having an, a, an appointment with like my counselor. Um, at that point, I, I think I had like 
taken up psychology and they were like, you're like not on track to do, to finish your psychology major on time. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, but they're like, but you know, you are more than halfway. Like you're perfectly on top. Like you're ahead of the curve on like a Japanese major. Did, did you know that? And I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, you've just been taking every single class that you would take if you had been a Japanese major, but you've just been picking them. And I'm like, I must like it. I mu- I think I must like it then because like I wasn't doing because I thought I had to. I was just like any Japanese class I can take this semester. I will I will take it, please. And so I was like, yeah, well, then let's just do that. Let's switch over to Japanese. <laughs> cool. That's what I want to do, I think. And I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. But I studied abroad in my junior year in Japan. They were like, you want to go study abroad? And I was like, heck yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, so I went and I stayed with a family that didn't speak any English. It was terrifying. It was super good for my Japanese. And then I, when I was there, I went, we visited a school and like, they had like a day where they like showed us around and stuff. And I was like, this is super legit. I like it. So I got back and I applied to be a teacher, an English teacher. Um, they're called ALT. So assistant language teachers in Japan for a company. And I got the job and like well before I've graduated, but they were like, we'll have you set up for like when you graduate. And, uh, I went back after I graduated to be a teacher up there and it was so much fun. So much, so much fun. (laughs) So that that was the whole school thing. Um, I I didn't have any, I didn't get picked on that badly, mostly just by my own friends, which in retrospect, Hey, if your friends pick on you, are they really your friends? Like if like, you don't feel like a mutual har 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 when you're laughing, is it really, you know, banter or are you just being picked on? (laughs) Like, cause I was like told like, Oh, you want to be Japanese and stuff. Cause I liked anime so much. Like Jahara thinks she's Japanese. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> What's nice is like nowadays it's pretty mainstream to like this sort of stuff. But back in the day, like I go home and people would be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like MSN or like whatever, aim chat. And they'd be like, what are you doing? And be like, oh, you know, just, just surfing the internet. <laughs> 100% watching anime on YouTube. It's like, oh, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> So. Just watched our whole series, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, just uh, watching silly videos. Uh. Yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just laughing at memes. What are you, what are you doing? Something also cool, like what I'm doing. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had no idea that I wanted to get into that thing until like way late into very expensive education. <laughs> so obviously, cosplaying and streaming is. Is quite new still to you? I mean, I don't know. Time, relatively, it's it's fairly fairly new to you. But at what point did that kind of become part of your work life? And how did your parents and family feel about it? Super quickly, actually. So, like I said, I started Twitch in August, and uh, my fiance was like super. Um, he was super like um, supportive about it. He was just like super gung ho. Like sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. And I remember the day I put in my two weeks, and my my final day at work was November 9th. Mm-hmm. So wow. I was like, nope, yeah, we're doing this now. This is what we do. <laughs> super quickly, my fiance was really, really honestly. He was like, you should quit after like the first month. He was like, quit, and I was like, no. He's, not- <laughs> He's like, become a streamer now. <laughs> He was super gung-ho. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I was also just generally raised in a household where my parents were just like, I-N-D-E-P-E-N. Like, I was like, make your, they're like, make your own money, right? So I was like, if I quit, I'm going to have to like, I'm not going to be making my money for a, a hot minute here. So like, 
I don't want to do that. But he was like, quit, you're going to do great, quit. And I was like, no, if, I, if it's my job, I'm not going to like it anymore. And he's like, you're going to love it, just quit. And luckily, I was actually at a pretty big breaking point with my job. So I was just like, you know what, let's just let's go ahead and do it. And I remember like messaging him and being like, I've decided I'm going to quit my job. What do you think? He's like, what do you mean? What do I think? <laughs> I've been to the, finally, I think yeah. finally. Uh, I was like, okay. It's <laughs> um, like already got your resignation written out for you. <laughs> He's like, like today? Are you done today? I was like, no, I'm putting my two weeks. He's like, okay, two weeks. That's fine. Cool. That works. <laughs> but my parents were pretty supportive. Uh, my dad always used to bring me into his office and be like, let me tell you about why you should work for yourself, not a company. And I'd always be like, boo, I'm so bored. Like, I just want to like work for a company, like get off at five o'clock and like finish and like go home, you know, and in a way I feel like Sometimes for some people, jobs used to be like that. But even in a basic job nowadays, it's just not. You don't get to just detach from your job once you leave anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out I hated working for somebody. It's probably a personality trait, but I don't think a lot of people like it to that to be to say anyway. So they were like, yeah, I like 100% don't understand what you're doing, but I know that you're no longer working for a person and you're working for yourself. And I love that. Like my dad was like, yes, what's Twitch? I don't get it. <laughs> And for a while, he was so just like, I don't get it. Like, I'm like, okay, like I stream online and people like watch and like I do video games or sometimes I just chat. And he's like, and how do you make money from that? My like, people subscribe. And he's like, and why would they do that? And I'm like, well, excuse you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think it's interesting and they want to support me. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, you're not that special. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking at me and he's like, what is it that you're doing? And I'm like, I don't. I don't know what you're trying to get at, Dad. Like, what do you think that? It, what do you think I'm doing? Because it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just okay. I'm. J- I just want to know. Actually, recently I had like a, an interview done, like a big video interview, and I sent that to him. And finally, he's just like, I get it. And I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> I see what it is you do now. I was like, Yes, please send that to the relatives when they ask. <laughs> So they've always been really supportive of it, even though they don't really understand. And they're so sweet. And I am they I often don't tell them stuff that I do for work because um because they don't quite understand it. Their reactions are always really subdued. If <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like I can be like super excited. I'm like, oh my god, for when I got partnered, I was like, I was partnered on Twitch in like six months. And they're just like, That's that's great, sweetie. What's what's a partner? <laughs> like they want to be like really supportive, but like it kind of like it harshes, it harshes my mellow, I guess you could say. They're like, oh, is that good? And like, it's actually really good. It's really hard to do that quickly. Well, I'm proud of you. Like, Thank you, mom. Thank you. <laughs> like, what do I have to do for them to be like, wow, amazing. I'm like, is it, is it just main, mainstream cable? Is that what it is? <laughs> so they've always been really supportive in their own way. And they've never, I've been lucky. I guess they've never even been like, are you sure? Or anything. They were just like, yep, have fun. You're doing great, CD. <laughs> Oh, that's really nice. I mean, it's so sweet that they're just like, oh, that's, what is it? (laughs) I don't know, but sounds good. (laughs) So sort of going into more of the cosplay stuff, uh, you have such a range of amazing cosplays. I've seen some Final Fantasy, The Witcher, Zelda. What are your main inspirations for picking characters? Um, as far as cosplay, I think it's just, it's a mixture of what's popular. I feel like when I first started, it was a mixture of what was popular versus, cause like I would get it based on ideas of what I've seen other people do. And I'm like, I want to try that. But that's also become what characters that I personally feel really close to and I want to portray. 
And I feel like on a skill level, I can do so well. So Zelda is a character that I've done nine iterations of. And not to say that I've cosplayed her nine times. I mean, I've done nine different outfits of hers. So you can say that I probably really like Zelda. And it's the Breath of the Wild version in particular, because that game, I played it on Twitch. It's the first game that I ended up playing for on Twitch and ended up playing 700 hours of it. <laughs> so I really like it. And it's what really gave me the kind of open my eyes into like video games are a lot more than you assume they would be. There's a lot more there's that can be out here for you and you can learn and grow and you can shoot, girl, you can parry. <laughs> like, it's okay. And that particular character, I like her because from my understanding of the series before that, with my loose knowledge of it, she'd always been like the princess who was of the prophecy and she was very perfect while like Link is like, the boy who kind of was brought in later and they're like, yeah, you're the knight. And he's like, freaking what? Okay, I guess I'm going to train and get good. And she's like, yeah, I'm perfect already. <laughs> get get to my level. And he's like, I'm trying. But like Zelda and Breath of the Wild is like, yeah, so this is, there's this prophecy on me and like you have it too. And like, you're already like kicking butt and taking names. And I think that this is a load of crap and I would rather like be a scientist and do research. But I guess I can like, try and be like it just was the first time I saw because I was like if you were just born into a prophecy wouldn't you be kind of resentful if that's like not what you wanted to do with your life like not everybody's just like that's my prophecy sounds good perfect I'm here and ready to fulfill it for you exactly like my life as it's always been so she was just like I don't like this this isn't what I want for myself but I also don't want to depress I was like thought she was just very like human in that way and I really related because I was like if someone was like, you're the protagonist of the story, I'd be like, oh, heck no. Nah. I mean, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I cosplay her a lot because I really like her. Also, I just like to see myself in elf ears, which is just a weird thing. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I look really cool in elf ears. Uh, as far as our other characters, like I've done like Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon as an anime holds a special place in my heart. It was one of my first shows I ever watched before I even really knew what anime was. So like I was watching people like, what's your first anime? I usually don't say Sailor Moon because when I was a kid and I was watching it, it hadn't registered to me that I was watching an anime. And the same way that like Pokemon wasn't an anime to me, even though it is, right? I was just like, yeah, it's a cartoon <laughs> that I'm watching. Uh, so I did all the iterations of Sailor Moon. I've done some Witcher stuff because I just really, really enjoy the show and the books and the game. So that's where the Witcher stuff comes from. I also did a Power Rangers cosplay, and that was a favor to childhood me as well. Because when I was a kid, I played Power Rangers a lot with my friends, and I wanted to be the pink Power Ranger. But back in the day, the pink Power Ranger was Kimberly, and she was a white girl with blonde hair. And so all the kids would say that I couldn't be the pink Power Ranger, and I had to be the yellow Power Ranger, who at the time was Asian. And they were just like, she's the only one who's not white, so you can be her. Essentially, she's oh, the only minority, oh. so you can be her. And I was like, but pink's my favorite color. I want to be the pink Power Ranger. And I never got to pretend to be the pink Power Ranger. So when I grew up, we were in the mall. I saw GameStop was selling a pink Power Ranger helmet. And I was like, yeah, we're doing this. We're going to yes. do this. Yes. I'm going to be the pink Power Ranger that I never got to be. So like a lot of it is like homages to stuff I wanted to be when I was a kid. And I looked up to. And then some of it's just like stuff that I've seen now that I really, really enjoy. It's, it's really just if I'm a huge fan. I get a lot of recommendations for cosplays and I always appreciate it, but I typically won't cosplay something unless like I have like a really deep knowledge or appreciation of the character myself. So love that. And I'm so glad that you got to be the pink power ranger because people should get to be whoever they want to be. That's why it's cosplay. <laughs> so exactly. 
Who are you, <laughs> your childhood friends? Well, not really friends, childhood people. <laughs> right. It was just such a thing. I feel like it's an idea, not necessarily in cosplay, but with costumes, but in the cosplay community. Even like when we were younger, like kids just think like you have to look like someone to be able to dress up like them. Because I remember even for Halloween, they'd be like, you can be Jasmine is why. Well, she's the only princess that's not white. So you can be Jasmine. I'm like, but I'm also not whatever she is. They're like, <laughs> close enough. You know, and I'm like, well, she's a pretty outfit. Someone whine about it. And then I remember like getting older and uh, at one point and someone being like, Tiana, like, no, you're, there's another princess you can be. And it's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's part of the reason that I also <laughs> cosplay characters. I just like to make a point that like it does. It doesn't have to be that. It really doesn't. It's just like an extreme version of wearing t-shirts and buying posters for characters you like. I'm also just spending money to show people that I like this character. That's all it is. I love that. <laughs> so tell us about the cosplay success story. What are you good at now that you had to really work on at the beginning? Probably wigs. <laughs> probably wigs I never wore wigs until I started cosplaying I actually what's funny is right before I started streaming and cosplaying I had uh sister locks or like dreadlocks essentially since I was 12 and they were all the way down to my butt so I'd never worn wigs because I'd grown up with locks and never needed couldn't fit them under a wig <laughs> or anything like that so I was always interested in wigs but like I was just like I don't need it my hair is super easy and Due to some family stuff, I wanted to support a family member who was kind of going through some issues with their hair, and I wanted to show them that, like hair wasn't that big of a deal. So I cut all my locks off. I, I totally shaved my head, actually. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, to help support them, and that's great for them. And it was great at the time. I did have a panic attack for like the next like week, as one might imagine, because of how long I'd had locks and mm. I didn't really know what to do with my hair. So I started wearing wigs. And then that's when I like got introduced to like a local shop and they had all these colors and I started cosplay and I really didn't know how to put them on. Like the first few cosplays I can see, like I have completely mistaken like where my hairline needs to go. Like it was like too low or too high or I couldn't figure out how to make them look natural, but I was having a lot of fun. So that's fair. But I've no, one of my like prides of my cosplays is I like to really there's a couple different ways to cosplay. Obviously, you can do whatever you want. But one of the things that you might notice, like some people choose to do like really true to form wigs where like it's like if you were like going to do Goku or something that like you literally get like someone to like full on style Goku's hair, like in like the crazy, not like absolutely unattainable in real life hairstyle. Right. Yeah. Um, gravity defying. <laughs> <laughs> like all the got to be glue, like actual glue in the wig, like trying like amazing wig styling and that's a whole different skill but i chose to start doing cosplay in a way that was like if this character wasn't animated and if they were here in real life how would they look so i try to make my wigs look as natural as possible and one of my pri prizes that people tend to ask me like or like tell me that they think it's like really amazing that i like cut and dye my hair for my cosplays they're like, you're just so dedicated to be cutting and dyeing your hair. And I'm just like, who's cutting and dyeing her hair? <laughs> like, my hair would be fried. Also, like, just an actual 100% black person with 4C hair. That would never happen. <laughs> Not even possible. <laughs> like, it laughs in the face of product, let alone hair dye. Um, 
So it's a pride that people think that I'm actively like coloring my hair or like I tend to sometimes choose to like have black hair on characters that are traditionally blonde because again, I like to be like, if this was a real person like me, how would they look? And sometimes I won't be blonde for that because I don't feel like it matches me very well. And people are just like, oh, like, why didn't you wear a wig for this one? And I'm like, joke's on you. It is a wig. <laughs> like, it's still a wig. I actively chose a black one. It's not just my hair. But people are like, oh, you didn't wear a wig for this one. It's not my hair, child. You do not have 24 inches of hair. Absolutely not. But that's something that I've really improved on over time. On the side, that's not necessarily me. The photography. My fiance does all my photography and videography and editing. Um, wow. He started that in June. Because he was like, you know what we should do? That's when we started Instagram. He was like, we should focus on taking better pictures of your cosplays. <laughs> he really, really found like the the perfect match that match there, didn't you? <laughs> really, I really did. I really did. Also, he used to he um, used to be a certified beautician, so most of the wig styling and my hair is done by him before the shoot as well. So. Wow. He's pretty yeah. great. Because <laughs> I was going to ask, like, who does your photography? But yeah, but you've got ahead of me for my question because it is, it's, it's epic. Um, really epic photography. So. Yeah, yeah. he's totally self-taught. He just started in June. He was like, he looked up a camera to get. We've gotten several cameras in, in the interim, but, and then YouTube editing, been practicing. He's edited hundreds of photos at this point. So it's really come from a lot of practice from me. And uh, he also knows how to deal with like my skin tone and various lighting. So he's very good at editing me in particular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually, yeah, we've actually joked about like how friends like reached out for help and like asked him and like one of my friends like asked him, he was like, I can try to help you. He's like, but your skin tone is a lot lighter than Jahara's. So this might take a little bit more tweaking. Let me, let me see if I can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like i know exactly how to like make like you look good in the photo so <laughs> if he needs more practice we'll find out <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> so let's let's talk a bit about diversity because we i feel like we spoke a bit about it um and you're very much adamant that you're making your cosplay in a way that's sort of like you said how would it look if you was that character. So I imagine you get some negative criticism still. How do you handle it? And how do you stay positive? Uh, block and delete. <laughs> <laughs> block and delete, delete and block. Sometimes, you know, depending on the order, depending on how spicy I feel that day. Yeah, I don't reply to hate comment. I do get a lot. Most of them, though, are very unwarranted. And I say that to say I have objective enough eyeballs to know that the work that we do is good. I also understand that I, on, on a basic level, reach a certain, like the basic standards of like what is considered attractive or nice looking. So when people come in, they're just like, this is disgusting. I'm just like, that's not true. You're just being racist. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah. it's just objectively not true. There's just not even, I know it's me, but objectively speaking, there's nothing disgusting about this photo. <laughs> You're being silly. Or things like, like, you've ruined this character for me. And I'm like, you're welcome. Okay. That's, that's quite a power. Like. Yeah. I'm like, wow. But, like, I won't reply because, like, I have always kind of basically started to think about it this way. And that really helps me with this with saying positive. is like, when you're having, like, a really good day, like, I would encourage anybody who's listening to think about it. When you're having a good day and you're scrolling through social media and you see something that kind of, like, makes you, like, turn up your mouth or your nose or whatever because you don't like it. But you're having a great day. So you're just like, hmm. 
And then you just keep moving because you're in a good mood. You're having a good day. You just don't really feel the need to say anything. You're just like, I don't really like that. You just keep going, right? Mm. But when you're having like a moody day and you're feeling really crappy or angry or like something bad happened to you that day and you're scrolling through stuff and like things just you off more, right? And like you're like scrolling, let me see something you don't like. You're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And you just like have to comment, right? But like really the only time you're inclined to really say something negative to somebody is when you yourself are having a crap day and you're not in a good headspace. So then you feel like you need to like spread that negativity. However, on however, maybe not su- actual consciously, maybe subconsciously. And I just think like no person that is happy with themselves and in a good place in their life sees at the very least sees a photo of a non-political, non-controversial thing at all. <laughs> And feels the need to threaten or call somebody a racial slur off of it. Like, it's one thing if, like, I still don't approve of it, but it's one thing if you, like, have a really strong political opinion and you see somebody write something that you're just like, I don't believe that. That's totally against my beliefs. And you feel like you need to say something to that. But, like, what is it about Black Zelda that is totally against your (laughs) beliefs that you have to, like, go in there and, like, just... Say something. It's just so upsetting. I'm just like, I don't need to know those people. I don't need to talk to a person like that. So I just block and delete them. Also, like, I also feel like they're looking for some sort of validation. Like, oh, my life is so bad. And like, I just really hate this bug Zelda. And I just really want her day to be bad. And then like, they really want that attention. So I'm just like, no, now you have to wonder if I ever even saw your comment. (laughs) You have to wonder, like, do I even exist? Am I even a real person? (laughs) No, probably not. The internet didn't even see it. If, the internet, if nobody replies to your comment, was it ever even you posted? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do the same thing on Twitch where I'm just like, I tell, I tell my community, if somebody comes in and says something, I won't say anything to them. And I don't want you to say anything to them either because people have the impulse to protect me, right? To say something mm-hmm. be like, how could you say that? I'm like, don't reply. I will literally read all the way up to right before their message. And I will read right below their message. And I will make sure my facial expression doesn't change. Because then I, I'd imagine that there's waiting behind the keyboard, like, oh, she's reading the messages. She's reading chat. She's about to get to it. She's about to see my comment. What's she going to say? And then I like just passed through it like I didn't even see it. And they're just like, did, did she see it? Like, did, am I here? Send again. Did, Send again. <laughs> checks Wi-Fi, like replugs yeah. an Ethernet cord. Like, did it not go through? Like, let, me, let me type it again. But before they can type it again, they get banned because my mods always see it. Yeah. And I'm like, just pretend that nobody saw it. Nobody even, nobody in chat replied to it. The streamer didn't say anything. Did you ever even send it? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so it just, I think doing that gives me enough of giggles to feel positive about it. I'm just like, oh man, they were really hoping for a reaction here and they're not going to get one. That's good. When I do get inundated with it, which happens depending on the cosplay that I do, certain fandoms are less wholesome than others. Sometimes I'll, uh, just take a break for a couple of weeks. I might take a break. I don't mean I won't post content, but you'll, you might notice me not replying to comments for a week straight. Like I usually comment, reply to almost all my comments, but you might see for a week, I don't reply to any. And that's because I'm not opening my comment section because I'm giving myself a chance to like recharge mm. a positivity mm-hmm. level. And like when I'm already kind of in a bad place from the stress of it, a single comment can knock down that progress, mm. a negative one, right? So I just stay out of my comment section for a little bit until I feel like, Hey, I'm good now. And then I can like handle that stuff again. And I'm lucky I have my fiance who most of the time um, monitors all of my social media for me. And he blocks and deletes things before I can see it. And he won't even mention it to me. So a lot of times I don't see stuff because he catches it before I do. That's sweet. 
That was lovely. <laughs> but that's that like pro tips right there. I'm just here like taking notes. I really want to learn how to just ignore those comments. Do you know what? I'm I'm so like dense that it's not until like I've finished reading something that I'm like, oh, 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 they're trolling me. <laughs> right. It's hard sometimes though. Like I have to tell myself because I was like in a phase where I was just like, if I don't say anything, they feel like they like got away with it. And I feel like a lot of people think that way. Like they can't, I can't just let them like say what they're going to say and like feel like they can just say whatever they want without like mm. consequences. Right. But like, what are the consequences? You, you replying and telling them they're stupid. Like mm. they don't, they don't care. <laughs> like that's, they're not hurt by you. Like you can like one, you could come up with all sorts of like dig, like, unfounded personal digs to throw at them to try and like hurt their feelings probably isn't going to work and also makes you look bad <laughs> um <laughs> and honestly like they probably just relish the conversation mm. so that's kind of what i had to be like you know what like there's no punishment that i can give them in a response that will really feel like a punishment to them see you didn't get away with it and it's like well Kind yeah. of, they still did. <laughs> they're not in jail or anything, and they probably haven't had their account banned, so they're fine. And that's what I tell myself, because I also like to, I would prefer to clap back. Not to say I haven't. There have been some people over the over the months that I have given a healthy clap back at. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're only human. <laughs> only human. It just depends on the day. And it's like, you know what? You picked the wrong day, friend. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> so talking of live streaming... Uh, what is your process? What happens before you go live? And what, what is the prep that you sort of go through for yourself? So you know, I would like to say that I prep, but most of the time I am still like putting on eyelashes and like shoveling food in my face, like while the like my screen is already live and it's like starting soon. That's <laughs> how we prep too. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're the same process. Yeah. Like, what do you do to prepare? And I was like, I don't. There's absolutely zero preparation. Usually I'm like, okay, I'm going to stream at six today. So I'll start doing I don't like to wear makeup all day. I'm usually not going anywhere. And if I'm not cosplaying, I like to not wear makeup because, like, then I can't, like, rub my face in frustration as life usually wants to do. <laughs> so I only put on makeup, like, when I'm going to stream or going to cosplay. So I'm like, okay, I stream at six. So I'll start putting on makeup at, like, four. But then usually time gets away from me and I want to relax. So I start putting on makeup at 530. (laughs) And then like, I'm like, it's okay. Because really, I don't have 30 minutes. I have 37 minutes because I can keep my almost starting screen on for seven minutes. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Oh, you can push that to like 10 or 11. Yeah. And I'm like, and then if I really need to, I'll just type in chat like almost there, guys. And (laughs) then I have (laughs) until 10 minutes after and it's fine. Right. But I, re- I really don't have a lot. I usually, besides like the actual logistics of turning on the camera and the lights, I have an Xbox fridge in my setup now. So I turn on my Xbox fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like an Xbox, but it's a fridge, a mini fridge. It's it's so fun. I've got mine still sitting in the uh, packet. Like I've not opened it yet. It's still it's, in the box it got delivered in. You've you've got to use it. Honestly, I had a I had a field day the first time I got it. I was just like, hey, chat, I'm feeling kind of thirsty. They're like, yeah, do you need a hydrant? I'm like, yeah, let me just oh no, my kitchen's so far away. And they're like, it's, what, do you, what do you mean? And I'm just like, I think, oh, wait, what's that in the background? Oh, it's just an Xbox. If only Xbox held drinks. I just made a whole thing about it. And I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, there's drinks in the Xbox. They're like, okay, we get it. 
<laughs> we we get it. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. So I turn all of that on and usually make sure that my daughter's situated. Like if my fiance's not home, like I'm a five-year-old and she actually like legitimately plays more video games than I do, even though it's my job. Um, so she's pretty easy to get set up. Like I'll be like, okay, mommy's going to go work. And she's like, okay. Like, I'll come to you and I need you to, like, tell me what the theme of this contest is because I can't read yet. Like, that's usually what she does. God, so. I'm so cute. <laughs> she's like, what is what is the theme for this fashion contest? It says, silly, scary. And she's like, like, scary, but also funny. And I'm like, yes. She's like, okay, I can, I can do this. So, like, by any uh, chance on Roblox. It is Roblox. <laughs> we are, we're fans. <laughs> we're fans of that game. <laughs> It is 100% Roblox. She's a huge Roblox fan and plays so many different games on it. I'm a huge advocate for Roblox. Like, we got it, and I'm like, it is one game that holds a bajillion possibilities. Mm. Like, she can do anything in Roblox. It's crazy. Also, we do have to watch out for that. We did have to, we paid for that via mistake, literally, with money. We were like, okay, so passwords. Passwords are on here. And then, she's so funny. She She came to us, and she was like, I need the passcode for my iPad. And I was like, okay. Here's the passcode. She's like, thanks. And she comes back a few minutes later. This isn't me, but it's my fiance. And he tells me this story. And he's like, she comes back a few minutes later. And he's like, she's like, I need the passcode again. And he's like absent-minded because he's like watching TV. And he's like halfway through putting in the passcode. And he's like, wait, didn't I just unlock your iPad? And she's just like, yeah, I need the passcode again. And he like looks down. And she's trying to get him to enter the passcode for a purchase. <laughs> she just didn't say anything. I was like, she, he's like, she 100% knew what she was doing. I was like, she sure did. She almost had you too. She almost had you. I bet you so. kind of like one of power on the back with one hand and like just her <laughs> off with the other. It's like, no, but that's savvy. Well done. <laughs> exactly. It was like, I, I, I'm like, honestly, proud, but don't do that again. I'm, in, I'm impressed though. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, not a whole lot of prep. I, I really have been trying to, but really at the end of the day, it's more of a scramble. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I do make sure, and that's a good tip for anyone who's trying to do contagration. I do make sure to put a go live announcement on all the socials that I have so mm-hmm. that everybody from those platforms knows that I'm live at the very least. You never know. It brings, it can bring one, two, five, ten people over from an, another platform. And that always helps. Nice. And how does it feel to be partnered with PC manufacturer and ZXT? amazing also i'm just i'm i'm giggling on the inside i have to point it out i love that you that you say said because i'm just like and zxt yes do you know what at some point i was like saying z and i hated it every time it came out of my mouth it was like i don't know like a few games like h h1z1 i was like ew ew what no Z, Z. it's Z. how dare you <laughs> I will not. I will not say it the American way. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just us, but I'm. I'm so floored. I'm so happy. I was actually on a call with my friend when I got that notification, uh, which was great because she ended up getting one as well. So we were on a call together, and I was just like, <gasps> and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I just, I just got this email." Um, I was so excited, in fact, that I was the first person in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> to join the discord besides staff i was like it's just me in here what's up okay. i'm particularly excited because uh for my new year's resolutions i like wrote or like not so much resolutions but goals for this year as far as content creation or that i would really like to have a sponsor um a pc sponsor for the coming year because this computer that i have now we built it ourselves and we built it with the 
you know, bottom of the barrel, like as, as cheap as you can go for most things. Mm-hmm. I think our PC is probably like a, it's been upgraded once and it probably is like a $800, right? Uh, the first time it was probably like 600. We really, we really uh, got the be- the littlest we could do, but it works, you know, but I can't really play like PC games without and stream at the same time. So mm-hmm. it was something that I was really hoping to have. And so for it to only be March of this year, March, and to have a PC sensor with NZXT with their brand new of their brand new partner program and they're so amazing the people that run the program they're so nice so so sweet and the people that are in it are really really sweet as well i'm just it's like is this real life like <laughs> so cool that's amazing and do you have any tips for um aspiring content creators to approach partnership with major brands i have a couple tips twitter is my favorite social media because that's where a lot of the brands live and actually interact. They don't just like post their stuff. They like interact and they see their social media marketing people see what goes on on Twitter. So interact. If you have a brand that you're interested in working with, uh, what I like to do is I put them on notifications for when they post. And then you can be up to date on the news with that brand and you can react and comment on posts that interest you um, Mm -hmm. and so that your name is seen. And then you can that way like they have an idea like because like a lot of times we're just like i really want to work with this brand and it's like cool like i hope they reach out to me and it's like but they but there's like the bajillion people in the world like how are they going to know that you want to work with them if you've never actually said so on a public forum or told them so like i interact with their content and then i highly recommend just reaching out to them i do a lot of that if there's a company i'd like to work with i just reach out and i'm just like hi i just like to introduce myself my name is blah 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 i'm really interested in working with you if there's any opportunities that you might have in the future, I would appreciate if you would keep me in mind. Like, here's my stats. Here's what I do. Here's why I feel like we would align, etc. And that's gotten me quite a bit by just doing that, actively reaching out. And if people say like, well, who do I know to reach out to? Again, Twitter, type in things like marketing manager, influencer manager, influencer relations, and then the company that you want. And you will get a list of people that usually have that kind of stuff in their bio. And you can know who you should talk to. Um, and they also have great more insider news on their Twitter because a lot of those people use their Twitter for business as well as pleasure. So they like will retweet funny memes, but also like put in some extra two cents on like some news that their company is doing or something like that. And it's just a good way to like really just keep up with everything. And I highly recommend that. I highly recommend that. I don't think that you should wait for people to come to you. There's too many of us. There's too many content creators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just no way. And you have to get to an inordinately large size to just expect people to just come to you. So unless you're wanting to wait to get there before you start working with companies, I recommend reaching out. I mean, the, the worst I can say is no. And then the, it's just the same as if you hadn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> Great tip. And how does it feel to be the face of Women's History Month for Twitch? Super weird. <laughs> Super weird. And it's very cool. I'm honored. I'm honored. I wasn't aware. I knew that they would be highlighting women. And like I was reached out to to like send some clips of mine and stuff like that. I didn't know to what degree my face would be shown. Um, and this is above and uh, beyond what I was expecting. And I've had people like reaching out and being like, hey, I saw you like on Twitch's ad for Women's History Month. I had an old student. I'm a Japanese tutor as well, by the way. And I had an old student that I used to tutor Japanese text me and they were like, hey, sensei, congratulations on being featured by Twitch. And I was like, I haven't talked to you in like three <laughs> years. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So it's it's been 
very, very cool. It's also when I think about how little time in the grand scheme I've really been on Twitch, it, it kind of like turns, like makes head empty, no thoughts. Just like, how did this happen? <laughs> um, like, how did I go from like in August of 2020, not even knowing what a partner was to like in March, like being on the front page and like for Women's History Month. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think in my wildest dreams that I ever would have assumed I could get there that quickly. So I really am honored. Thanks, Twitch. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and how do you continue to develop your skills for cosplaying and live streaming? I would say everything that I do, including cosplay and live streaming, I improve on little by little by looking at people that I admire and picking out small things that I want to try to do as well. Um, as an example, like I mean really small things because then it doesn't feel like such an insurmountable goal. Like as an example, in my friend's stream, in my friend's stream, she has an exclamation point clip command. So anybody in the stream can just type in exclamation point clip and it will clip the last 30 seconds of the stream automatically. Right. And then she can use that content to post on Twitter. So I post my clips on Twitter as well. I don't have that. So if I want to clip something or if someone else wants to clip something, they have to go on to Twitch to click the clip button and then like be taken away from stream to work on the clip and make that, which is a lot more steps. And so I want to improve my stream by, I'm going to reach out to her and be like, how did you make that command and that function so that I can have that for my stream as well and make it more convenient. So like that's a little thing at one little thing at a time. I did the same thing with like my about me section. Like I saw that somebody had like some more like pictures of like their social media stuff and they're about me. It's okay. Take notes. I want my about me section to be more visually appealing. So I'll do that. On like the cosplay side and like the photography side, for example, I'll be like, you know, I really love this person's photo. It's amazing. They, they've done this. I noticed in a lot of their photos, they've done this thing where their skin looks like almost like this shiny porcelain. And in the editing that I've done, I haven't figured out how to do that. So reminder, let me figure out what I need to learn in editing to kind of work on that skin effect that they're doing that I really like. And I would like to give a shot for my own photos. So like things like that, I just pick out something that I like. And that I would like to improve upon if I could, if I don't know how to do it and, and focus on that. And then once I've achieved that, then I find something new I think need, I could use some improving on and do that rather than like thinking of all of these things at once. So like this person's content or the, how they present their stream is just all in a way better than mine. Then it feels like overwhelming and it also can get kind of put you into a funk. Like, yeah, you're right. I suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm just like, no, like little things like, wow, this person's like mic quality is amazing. Like note to myself to reach out to ask them if what mic they use and if it's the same mic like maybe they're using different settings than me or something so I can figure that out and I highly recommend that for anyone like you don't have to do everything at once but like if you want to improve just like pick little things that you would like to be able to do and learn how to do that and also like hitting those small goals will make you feel like you've accomplished something and will help and will help motivate you to do the next thing as well another another great tip it's just really given us those awesome Awesome tips. What's the most random thing you've learned for either cosplaying or streaming? The most random thing that I've learned, um, you know, it's, it probably isn't as funny as one might assume from the question, but like I legitimately had no idea until I started Twitch that like there was like a faction of people on the internet that thought women shouldn't be playing video games. Like legit. Oh, I had wow. no clue. I was like, I, ignorantly, yeah, like, blissful. <laughs> yes. That's an amazing place to be. Right. Because it, it doesn't make sense at no, all. Like, if you use logic, you're like, why would that be a thing? 
So I remember I was streaming and some guy came in and was just like, did you know that everybody is, the, you only have people watching you because you're a woman. And like, I was so in this, like, that doesn't, it's not a thing space at the time. I was just like, oh, do you think so? Like, I literally didn't know he was trying to insult me. I was just like, I'm like, you know, that might be a point, but maybe because there's a lot of other women in here. But, you know, I also think it's because they like, like the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I think people like to watch streamers that are playing games that they also like. It's definitely not because I'm really good at this game, but I think that they can just see that I'm really enjoying it. And then that also brings joy to them. Why do you watch streamers? Like, I was having a conversation with this person. And then, like, and then, like, after experiencing things over time, like, Four months later, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was trying to be mean to me. And it just completely went over my head because I was just like, why would that have to do with anything? <laughs> that's, that's probably almost as good as just straight up ignoring someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, they didn't reply after that, so they might have been baffled. But I was just like... <laughs> I could just imagine you in the store like four months later, like... Wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. drop, <laughs> drop everything. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. He was trying to be mean. Yeah. What? With like, I had no idea. None whatsoever. And like, I learned about it through like people like being a little bit more overt about stuff like that. And I was just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, does that make any sense? But I'm like, okay, whatever. I might even try to wrap my mind around it. It makes me sick. But on the cosplay side... Okay, well, this is like totally random and people will be like, why would you even say this? There's a lot of cosplay contacts that are two-toned, by the way, and they add a lot of dimension to your eyes and I freaking love them. And I learned the hard way that a lot of the two-tone contacts when you wear them, if they if they turn in your eyes when you're wearing them, they make you look super cross-eyed. So you have to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Super random. So like if they're like half like dark blue and half light blue, if the dark blue sides aren't both facing left and like they turn in and there's dark blue on the both on the inner like facing your nose, you look like you're you're like you're crossing your eyes in your photos, um, which kind of sucks. After you take your photos and you come back and you're like, why do I look like I'm like making funny faces at the camera? <laughs> like legit, just like turning your eyes in. You're like, I'm not though, but it looks like it because of the lighting of your eyes. And so that's a random thing for cosplay. If you like two tone contacts, more power to you. I love them; they're my favorite. But just a uh, you might actually have to actively stick your hand, your fingers in your eyes and turn them during your during your shoot multiple times. I did squirm a little as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so maybe it's not for you unless you're really used to contacts. So like I've literally just been like, hold on, just like stuck my eye and like turned them and like, is it is it back to normal? Okay, thank you. Let's keep taking photos. <laughs> But that is really random. But like, I thought like that's a super useful tip that if you like don't know it, you're just not going to know it until you've had that annoy like the annoying experience of like mm-hmm. going away and your photos are like, yeah. So. Like you're trying to like look really like serious at the camera and then it just looks like you're just like pulling a funny face and you're just like, crap, what the heck? <laughs> so for the future plans for the future what games are you the most excited about coming this year i mean i think i can guess at least one of them (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) it's probably not coming out this year oh breath of the wild 2 obviously yeah i'm still waiting for that i cried on my bathroom floor when the trailer came out for that legit like not even like joking like watching the thing come because i never expected they'd make a second one they never they don't really make sequels for their games, they just make new ones. So the fact that they were making a sequel to it, I was flabbergasted, completely shell-shocked, and I cried. I'll wait however long that takes. Hopefully it's not forever. <sighs> uh-huh. 
I'm really excited about the patch coming to Final Fantasy 14. So 6.1 is going to be the new patch for um, Final Fantasy 14, where it's the first start of the new story. The I don't know how much you know about 14, but the last 10 years was all one continuous saga that just wrapped up in December. So this new patch will be the first time that they're starting a completely new story for the game in 10 years. So I'm excited to see where they're going with that. I'm excited to play Final Fantasy VII, which is not a new game, obviously, but I want to play the original, I played the remake. I plan to play 10-2, 12, 9, Pixel Remaster. I also have Tales of Arise on my list of things that I want to play because I really like RPGs and it's come really highly reviewed. There's just a lot coming out this year <laughs> that's been coming out. I've even enjoyed uh, my fiance beat Elden Ring last night. And I enjoyed that journey. Yeah, he's not done. He's just starting a new build. (laughs) (laughs) So even Elden Ring was really fun. There's just been a lot coming out this year that of just like really, really good games. I'm looking forward to Forspoken, even though it was pushed to October. That's fine. You can wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh, so many games. I'm really working through the Final Fantasy saga. And then Final Fantasy 16 as well. We haven't heard any new news about that, but hopefully we will soon with the upcoming live letters. So more things i'm playing stranger of paradise which is also a final fantasy origin so if you can't tell i play a lot of final fantasy (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) and cosplay question if time money and patience were no object what would be your ultimate dream cosplay so i feel like it's a bit underwhelming for most people but i would really want to do an urbosa cosplay from breath of the wild (laughs) Um, but the reason I don't is because her her outfit canonically is made of metal. That's armor, right? Yeah. And I I would want to do her with actual like metal, like metal smithing armor that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Like I would want that. I wouldn't want to like foam made to look like armor. I would want it to actually be metal armor because I just want to have like an actual replica of like her like real life outfit. She's so cool. And I love the Gerudo. So that's what I would want to do. Unfortunately, um, blacksmithing is like a whole thing that I have yet to figure out how I'm going to learn. So maybe one day or maybe I can like make really good friends with the blacksmith who's also a weeb who will make me one. (laughs) They are out there. (laughs) So we don't know anybody. There is a whole YouTube channel dedicated to smithing swords or weapons from like pop culture. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. My be, be good to watch. Maybe you'll get some tips. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So yeah, it'd be Urbosa for sure. That's really cool. I love that he's like, oh, this is just, you know, probably not that not that impressive to people. And then you're like, but then I want to go full metal. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I feel like people think, like, I'm going to say, like, this, like, like I don't know, like, Al from, like, Full Metal Alchemist. Like, I just want, like, this huge replica of a full suit of armor. And I'm like, not really. That would be cool. But, like, what I'm really looking for is, like, a, a, it's like a bikini made out of metal. That's really what I'm trying to do. <laughs> like, and, like, really huge hair. And, like, maybe, oh, like, yeah. some special effects for getting lightning to come out of my fingers. Like, that's just really what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, it's doable. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be waiting, waiting for the day that you, <laughs> that you do it. And um, finally from me is, what does success mean to you? Um, success to me means being able to do what we're currently doing, but 
my fiance being able to work with me and not have a second job. Not second job. He has his own job, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're already partners. Everything that we do, I, I like to stress to people that I can't do what I'm doing without him. It's not like he helps me with stuff. It's that we are legitimately partners. Like I may be in the photos, but like he helps me like do the hair. He takes the photos. He edits them. Like he comes up with video ideas. He is like the video game business side of Twitter. So like he keeps up with all of the companies and he knows who works where. And that's just stuff he's always known because he's always been really interested in that sort of thing. Or like I am a bit more interested and more knowledgeable inherently on like the cosplay side of things. And like the the Japanese culture side of things and things like that. And so like we come together to be able to like merge those pieces of content and be and help each other go back and forth and just make sure that we are where we need to be. And at the same time, I wouldn't be able to do all of the streaming that I do without him making sure that he's at a job where he can come home early enough to like take care of our five-year-old while I stream for five hours. And he makes me dinner while I stream. And then I come out and the house is clean. So like we, everything that we do is like a total functioning as a unit. And he does all of that on top of having his own like job. So success to me would be able to continue to do this and even be able to travel more as a family where we wouldn't be in, in the way of the job that he has now. So that's kind of it. We like being able to spend time together. Like I literally can't spend enough time with him or my daughter to get sick of them. So like <laughs> if it could just be always all the time, then that would be great for me. In each interview, we like to ask our guests a bit of advice uh, for aspiring creative professionals. And today we've been talking about cosplay and live streaming. So what advice do you have for other listeners who may want to get started in their own career in either cosplay or live streaming? I say just get started. Just do it. It might not seem like fantastical advice, but I vehemently believe that my success in the fields happened because I didn't know, I knew almost nothing about the fields when I entered them. Like, I feel like people have this impression that if they want to do something like live streaming, cosplaying, podcasting, YouTubing, that you need to have an idea of what you're getting yourself into or what equipment you should be using and all of that. And people spend a lot of time getting caught up in the planning. And like making sure that they have a good opening and making sure that they have like music and making sure that they like their ending card is perfect or like their stream is set up. I literally started streaming and I didn't know what a partner was. The first time I got raided, I got I freaked out because I didn't know what a raid was. I never even watched my own Twitch stream. I never watched one. I only seen my fiance watch VODs. That was as much as I knew about Twitch. And I feel like if I had taken the time to be like, oh, I think I might want to stream on Twitch. Let me like look around and see what this is about to be a streamer. I probably would have intimidated myself out of the idea because I would have realized how many streamers there are, how in my mind that there would have been plenty of people who were already doing the kind of stuff that I wanted to do. So like, what could I add to the conversation? You know, like people that were doing it had been doing it longer, who were definitely going to be doing it better than me. And I'm that sort of personality. So I probably just would have been like, you know what? Like, I don't need to do that. But because I was just like, yeah, I just want to play a game and talk to people and I didn't know anything. I didn't have an idea of like the landscape that I'd stepped into. I was just being myself. I wasn't, some people are just like, oh, I want to be a streamer, but like, I can't decide like what kind of streamer I want to be. Like, should I like emulate a streamer that I like or should like, I was like, I didn't even know there were kinds of streamers, like talkative streamers, cozy streamers, VTubers. I was just like, I wasn't trying to be like anyone. 
I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to be. I was just being myself and I allowed myself to just evolve through knowledge that I gained over time, but I was already doing it. So like I recommend that with cosplay as well. She's like, yeah, I did it. It wasn't until like I'd gotten, gotten deeper into cosplay that I realized there was even arguments over like if you made it or if you didn't make it, are you really a cosplayer? I was just like, I'm just here already. <laughs> yeah. Just doing what I do now. So I feel like a lot of people, I recommend like if you want to do it, like don't wait till you don't be like, yeah, I totally want to live stream. I hear this all the time. Like I want to live stream, but I'm like, I'm waiting till I have enough money for, for like this new mic that like my, that my favorite streamer uses right? Like I'm going to buy that mic and then I'm going to start. And it's like, but a lot of times that doesn't happen because you'd be like, okay, I have the mic, but like now I, I don't have like that cool setup that I saw them post on Instagram. I only have like my laptop. I really need like a whole PC to start streaming. No, you don't. Like you don't need to have all the things you can, it doesn't have to be perfect before you even begin. Just start and then allow yourself to evolve from there because starting is honestly the hardest part. So if you can just get yourself to do it, same thing with cosplay. Like if you're scared to start because you feel like you have to make your stuff, I highly recommend just buying something. And some people like want to start by like doing like their favorite character of all time. And it's like some super complicated cosplay. I'm like, buy a simple cosplay that you can put on and take a picture of yourself. in. you don't have to put it on the internet. You can take a selfie, take a picture in like your standing mirror or in your bathroom. Because once you've like done it, that helps you get over the hurdle of like feeling like it'll be scary or feeling like it'll be hard. You're like, well, I've already, like, I've done it. I put it on. So now I can do it again. Or now I can do it better. So, like, just just buy the cosplay. Just get on the stream. If you don't have a camera yet, just use your voice. Even if that's not what you want to do long term, you can save up for a camera on your way. Like, some of the stuff that I have, my community helped me save up to buy for stream. So I always just recommend that. People are just like, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it after I do this or after I do that. Or once I learn how to, like, Bonesmith, then I'm going to start making this armor for this for my first ever cosplay. And I'm like, that sounds lovely, but it's so easy to convince yourself to just keep putting it off. So if you just start and then work on improving, you've already gotten over one of the biggest hurdles. So that's my advice. Yeah, we're big fans this year of just do the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we definitely co-sign that. Yeah. I just want to take this moment to let our listeners know that you can give feedback on this interview or any of our other podcasts. And let us know what you think at feedback at mymatter.com. So this is the part of the show where we throw in follow-up questions or random things that don't quite fit anywhere else. And while we were talking before recording about the weather in Arizona, um, I've been to Arizona I've also been to the Grand Canyon and I'm wondering, Dara, have you been to the Grand Canyon? And the reason I ask that is because it was, well, one is an amazing experience, but also sometimes when you live in a place, you don't always do the thing that someone outside of that place would be like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. So have you actually, have you visited? No. <laughs> uh, I'm actually genuinely surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as you said it, I bit my lip too. I was like, no. <laughs> no, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. And yes, it's because it's so close. I feel like I can go anytime. Anytime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's crazy. I've actually, I think I've technically been twice. One when I was younger from the Vegas side and then one from the Arizona side. And yeah, like I said, sometimes when you're there, you don't always, you should really go because it is genuinely awe-inspiring. I've heard it's one of those things where it's just like during the summer, it's much too hot to go. And then during the winter, by the time you think about it, you're just like, oh, oh well, I'm so busy. It's the winter, all the holidays. 
I'll wait till something. So, yeah. <laughs> and then the cycle continues. Okay. Well, I can't really say anything because I'm sure there's, there are definitely people coming to London. Like, have you been to the one that gets me is like, um, I've been asked by tourists, like a certain place, like directions. I'm like, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I live here all my life. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I so you understand. Gonna, Good. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I, I get it. I get it. But you should definitely go. You should. Um, <laughs> I was also going to ask if you've been to Japan, but I think you already answered that. So. Uh, Japan also, if you hadn't have been, definitely would recommend. I've been uh, far too long ago. I need to go again, another place. So this has been the tourism section of the Story X Story podcast. So for people listening, Japan, Grand Canyon, two amazing places. But I can yeah. vouch for Japan, yes. <laughs> yeah, can. Cool, and I've got Grand Canyon, so we're covered. <laughs> so Jahara, thank you for uh, joining us and giving us, uh, yeah, just like great like journey and backstory to everything that you're doing. Of course. It was a pleasure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I um, appreciate everyone who's been listening. And if you enjoyed this episode of Story X Story, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss other interviews we do and also deep dives and everything else that uh, is in the podcast feed. And you can also give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. This helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions. Uh, so we talked a bit about manga. I think the word came up. If not, I'm saying it here. Uh, we have our latest manga, Serious Through the Fog, which is out now. And you can check out along with our other titles on the Mayamada website. So that's mayamada.com forward slash manga. You can also join our Studio 77 Discord for free and consider becoming a member for exclusive access to gamepad events and content from the Mayamada universe. We've also been giving out some game codes uh, as well recently. So uh, there's that too. And I did mention this at the top. We have our Do I Look Like a Gamer video game representation campaign, which is now live. Uh, we've already put out the photos of the 40 players and makers, which you can check out on the campaign website. Uh, we're doing this so that future generations of diverse talent will know that there's a place for them in video games. And we hope to empower them to be an active part of shaping the future of the industry. So definitely follow us online, check out the events and other activities that we'll uh, be doing over the spring, summer, uh, and hopefully in future as well. Uh, and you can stay tuned for more podcast episodes, including creator interviews like this one, video game discussions, and deep dives into stories across pop culture. You, would, you can always give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at mymatter.com and our website with links to subscribe is mymatter.com forward slash story x story. So until next time, stay safe and we will see you all again soon. Mm -hmm.